0: If you have your Bibles. Uh, let's turn to Second Peter chapter one. 2 Peter chapter one. You know, in this day and age, um, with social media, there's uh, there's no limit of, of things to 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 look uh, amusing things to look at uh, on social media, on the internet, um, and you know there there are these things, these video memes that you look at and they have different messages, and um, with just a few words, uh, it puts into to, to um, it describes the impact of what this meme is. And I was uh, thinking of one that was I saw not too long ago, and it was a gentleman uh, out there on his porch, and he was doing, you know, he was just sweeping up. You know, he was sweeping up, he had his dustpan, and uh, he was just cleaning up his his patio. And as he was cleaning up, he was doing it, he, he tucked the broom in under his arm and was just holding it, and, you know, he had his uh, dustpan in his hand. And some of you may have seen this, and at that moment, he forgot where he put his broom. All the while, it was under his arm. So on this video, it's about a minute long, and he's, he's, he has the dust there, the things that he has to pick up, and he has a dustpan, and he's just walking around, and he's, he's scratching his head, and he's wondering where he put the broom. All the while, it's, he's holding it, and it goes on, no, no line, this goes on for uh, an entire minute, and he's wondering, where is it? All the while... He had on him what he was missing. Uh, it's kind of like when, also when you forget, uh, you ask where your glasses are and they're on top of your forehead. Where are my glasses? Where are my glasses? And the lesson here is that many times the things that we think that, that, that are so far from us, the things that, that we need in our life that we don't have, they're already inside of us. They're already there with us. The things that God has given us in our lives to help us, we already have it. But for whatever reason, whatever lie the enemy tries to, to uh, direct towards us, we forget that God has given us everything that we need to live this life as he's called us to live. Right? Amen. We look at God's word. There, there are so many, you know, we read so many stories and accounts of, of how God moved in, in people's lives and how he used them. And, and he, I'll tell you what, he did it all by the power of the Holy Spirit. They did it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Despite their hang-ups, their failures, their shortcomings, which we all have those things and then some, they accomplished what God had for them. Why? By the power of his Holy Spirit. And I want to spend a few moments this morning looking, looking at that. And as we read Second uh, Peter chapter 1, 3, we're going to read that. We're going to pray that uh, God would continue to do what he's already begun doing in the service this morning. Second Peter 1, 3. The Bible says, by his divine power, actually we're going to go on a little past three, but uh, here we go. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Good news this morning, right? For some, that's, that's revelation. You, you ask yourself, how can I live how God wants me to live? I, I, I've grown up in this environment. I've grown up this certain way. I've been, I've been hurt. I've been defeated. I've been depressed. I've, I've experienced all these things in my life, and God is telling me to live a holy life. How can I do that? You may ask. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. This gets better and better, doesn't it? Thank you, Jesus, for your word. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature. You may think that you have a, a broken nature, you have these things that you're inclined to do, again, because perhaps of the, the, your upbringing and the things that you've experienced, but now the Bible says these are the promises that, that enable you to share his divine nature. You and I share his divine nature, thank you, Jesus, and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Goodness, there's so much in that, and we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna dive into that this morning. If you would agree with me, let's bow our heads and let's pray This morning, Father, we're so grateful. We thank you, Lord God, for everything that you've bestowed upon us, Father God. We thank you for your calling, God. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for your mercy, Lord, for your grace, for your long-suffering, God, for being patient with us, God. We thank you for all that you've accomplished thus far in our lives, Father God. And I pray, Lord God, I lift up your people uh, this morning, Father God, all of us, Father God, and those watching online as well, praying that you would help us, God, to Lean on your Holy Spirit, Father. That we would stop leaning on our own intellect, on our own strengths, our own weaknesses, God. That we would stop relying on ourselves, Father, but that we would rely on you, Lord God, because we understand, understand in this is victory, Father. We thank you. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. And God's people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So, church, this morning, I want to encourage each and every one of you that. With God's help, we can accomplish everything that he's called us to do. That as children of God, you and I have that blessed power from heaven. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. The Holy Ghost power living inside of us. Thank you, Jesus. If perhaps you've walked into these doors or or you're tuning in online and you're dealing with defeat, uh, you're dealing with despair, depression, whatever it may be, I have good news uh, for you today is that the Holy Spirit can help you with each and every issue that we go through in this life. Can you say amen? There's nothing that takes them by surprise if you're struggling with vices that keep holding you down. God wants you to know this morning, and we're going to look at God's word, we're going to look at scripture this morning, of the truth that you're no longer obligated to live with those things. Vices, hang-ups, habits that destroy our lives. You're not obligated to live that way any longer. You're not obligated. Jesus Christ sets you free. When he died on the cross, he paid the price so you and I don't have to live under the power of those things anymore. Thank you, Jesus. We've been set free. Spurgeon says this. He says, These things come to us through his divine power. Divine power. What, a stupend- what stupendous issues are grasped in that term. Divine power. It was that which digged up the deep foundations of the earth and sea. Divine power. It is, it is this which guides the marches of the stars of heaven. Divine power. It is this which holds up the pillars of the universe. Thank you, Jesus. So we have to first look at the fact that we've been been freed from the power of sin. Can you say amen? Amen. You have to receive that this morning. Through Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit, you've been freed from the power of sin. Now, I want to speak a moment to those, and, and I'll continue on this during the altar call, but... We have promises as, as, as followers of Christ, as those that have received Jesus Christ into our lives. But perhaps you're in this place and, and you've been uh, walking uh, your own way. Perhaps you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you've been doing it you, your way. And we see the, the way and the trouble that we get ourselves into when we live this life according to our way. But the Bible says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If perhaps you're hearing my voice and you're in your sin and, and you're just chasing after that, the Bible says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. God is telling you to repent this morning. Acts 3.19, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Perhaps you feel that your sins are, are so uh, numerous in your life that you can't even step in to a church. If you're, if you're hearing my voice online, but that's a lie from the pit of hell. Come to Jesus and he will blot out your sins so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Second Peter 3, 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. If you're not following Jesus, if you're not serving him, repent. Turn from your sins, turn to Jesus, and you'll be forgiven. Amen. I had to get that out of the way, and that's the gospel right there. Now to the believers, to those, amen, that are following Christ, that are, that are doing their best to serve Him. I want to reiterate the fact and the truth that you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. You have God's power, God's nature living inside of you. Have you as you've accepted Jesus Christ in your life, you have the Holy Spirit from the moment you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Listen to what the Bible says in first corinthians twelve three Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. The fact that you and I made an altar call at one time in our lives when we came up, we accepted Jesus and we said, "Lord, I, I confess you as my Lord and Savior." Invite you into my life. That was by the power of the Holy Spirit that you were able to do that. So you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. So you may ask, why the hang in my life? Why are the failures? Why the, the shortcomings? Why do I struggle with these things? And I would say for each and every one of us that in this life, sometimes we make a habit of relying on our own strength rather than on God's as we should God's victorious right He doesn't he doesn't lose he never loses God is victorious Jesus Christ as he was here on this earth as he was performing his ministry he was victorious each and every situation that he faced he was victorious And you and I can be victorious as well. You have the divine power living inside your heart. Right now you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. So you and I can be victorious in this life. In every situation that we face. Perhaps the enemy has spoken to you and lied to you through many years. Again, because of your upbringing or your experience or or your hurts and pains. That you have to rely on this or that. But God tells us that we have to rely on him, on his strength. And with that, we are victorious. We have to be reminded that because we have his Holy Spirit living inside of us, and because we have his power living inside of us, that we have the power to live this life in a way that obeys his word and obeys everything that he's called us to. You have to believe that you've been freed from the power of sin. Romans 8, verse 1. The Bible says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Do you belong to Christ Jesus this morning? Amen. Amen. Who belongs to Christ Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. There is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, each and every one, because you belong to him, The power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. He's already freed you because you have Jesus in your life. He's freed you from the power of sin and death. So you're not obligated. We're not obligated to live under that power anymore. I think sometimes we get hung up in, 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 in the way we think, right? We, we've, we've been conditioned to think a certain way according to the flesh, according to, to carnality, and we, we just we think a certain way when, when I'm feeling this thing that, that, I, that I have to go to do that, or when this situation happens, I have to react like that, and, and perhaps you've been doing that for, for, for your entire life. Well, today can be that moment of change because you receive God's word of truth that you're no longer obligated to live under the power of sin. You don't have to. Jesus paid the price already 2, 000, over 2,000 years ago so that you and I can live a life of freedom. Again, but what happens? We get in situations. We, we, we get pressured, whatever it may be. Life, life's tough sometimes. I get it. But in those moments, we have to call to him and we have to lean on, on him, not ourselves. When we lean on our own strength, you may do good for a while. You may, you may set your mind to it. I'm going to this time, I'm going to do it. This time, I'm going to overcome. But if it's by your own power, if it's by my own power and my own strength, I'm going to fail. But when I rely on him, the rock, my foundation, the pillar of truth, Jesus Christ, then I'm going to be victorious. Romans 9.12 here is your promise right here. You have no obligation. You have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. You're not obligated anymore. You don't have to, you don't have to give in anymore. Today can be that day that it ends. Romans 9:12. that's your promise. Mark that down in your notes. Now, the defini- uh, definition of obligation is an act... Or a course of action to which a person is morally or legally bound. I'll read it one more time. An act or a course of action to which a person is morally or legally bound. Obligated. For example, if you have a credit card or you take out a loan, you're obligated to pay that back. You're obligated under law to pay that back. You've, you've given your agreement that, yes, I'm going to borrow this money, and I'm obligated in this contract until I pay it back. And some of us box ourselves in in life that you're obligated to this sin. These, these, these other things you perhaps have overcome. You're doing good in this area. But in this one area I'm, I'm obligated for the rest of my life. But if it's not holiness you're not obligated to it. Jesus Christ paid the price legally. According to the law he paid the price by his death. Amen. That's good news right? He paid the price already brother and sister. He paid the price for you. Now the scripture tells us that our sinful nature will Continue to try to urge us to sin. So this is not a sermon that that is telling you that it's not going to get tough, that you're not going to be tempted to do those things that you used to do. But you know how it feels to sin. You know how it feels when you're in that moment of temptation, right? You know the feeling. You know the urges, the sinful urges from within that are trying to drive you to that thing or those things. The temptation to chase after sin because it's pleasurable, yes, and it's pleasurable for a moment. In James 1.14, the Bible says, Every man is tempted when he is drawn away from his own lust and enticed. Then when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin, and when it is finished, it brings forth death. See, every man is tempted when he is drawn away from his own lust. Chances are here in the house of God, we just had amazing worship right now, uh, you feel victorious, I feel victorious, I feel refreshed spiritually, right? I feel good, I feel, we're on the mountaintop together, we're enjoying, we're here in church, we're talking about holy things, we're thinking about holy things, and we're talking about it, but the enemy, most of the time, he's not gonna try to come right now and, 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 and tempt you, but when you're out there on your own, when you're in your day-to-day life, in those situations, you're enticed by temptation. And when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. And when sin, when it's finished, it brings forth death. But we're not obligated to that anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Well, you, you may say, well, I'm not dead yet. Um, you know, I'm living my life in sin and I'm doing the things I want to do. And I'm still here, you may say. But there's an answer to that in God's word. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed but wants everyone to repent. So if you're in this place this morning and and you think that um, you're fooling God and you're getting by and you're living your life according to those, those desires and those things that you want to do, and perhaps you're having a good time, God is just having mercy on, on your soul. Uh, that's the reason why you're still here, and that's the reason why uh, you're in church this morning. This is, that's the reason why you're hearing uh, my voice this morning, because there's a chance and there's a time of you still to repent and to put off those things and turn to Jesus. Thank you, Thank you Jesus. Amen. Now, if you, through the power of the Spirit, uh, put, on, put to death those things, we will live. Amen. Now, secondly, we have to understand that the Holy Spirit is our helper. Thank you, Jesus. John 14, 15, the Bible says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and listen to this, and will be in you, the Holy Spirit. Rest in you, brother and sister. Now let's jump to verse 26 as well. This is powerful here. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. He will cause you to remember what he has told you. And you've seen this working in your life. Perhaps you're out there uh, uh, in, throughout your day, you're at work or you're perhaps in a situation, a scripture will come to mind. Or perhaps a message over the pulpit will come to mind or, or a, a righteous conversation that you had with a brother or sister will come to mind. God's word will come to mind, those things that he's taught us. He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. So we're not, we're not alone, church. God's calling us to live a holy life. God's calling us to to change in certain areas of our life, in all areas of our life, but we're not alone. He's given us his helper. Can you say amen? Thank you, Jesus. He's there to help us in every way, in every situation. Perhaps you're, you're coming up on some big decisions in your life. Perhaps this week you got some big decisions that you have to make. Don't rely on yourself. Rely on him. He wants you to call unto him. If anyone lacks wisdom, call to him, right? He gives it generously. God is our Father. He wants us to come to him to ask for wisdom. He's there for you. So rely on him. Let's stop relying on ourselves. To those who constantly struggle with sin and failure, understand. we have to understand this and get this in your minds, that receive this truth with gladness that the Holy Spirit is working in you, and greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. You can go out tomorrow. Here comes Monday, right? We've got to get ready for work. Sorry to remind you, but here comes Monday, you, you, the, the routine, all the things that you have to do. But understand, and, and, and today and tomorrow, wake up and understand and proclaim over your life that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Perhaps you have to go to work, you have to face those situations, or you've got certain situations that you have to face. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Believe in him. Lean on him. Don't lean on, let's not lean on ourselves any longer. And in that, we'll be victorious. During that time of temptation, call out to him. Ask for his strength. Reach out and resist, and God will give you the victory. The problem is, is that we lean on our own strength and understanding, and that's the reason why we continue to fail and to falter. Never can a man or woman say that because I leaned on Jesus, I failed. Never. But because we rely on ourselves, on our own ability, our own intellect, our own strength, we fail and falter. Stop making it about yourself and your own strength and intellect. Lean on his power. Thank you, Jesus. Lean on his power. Lean on the Holy Spirit each and every minute of the day. Each and every moment, lean on him. Sometimes we think, we think of this, this truth in, in terms of weeks. This week, Lord, I'm going to trust in you. Today, Lord, I'm going to trust in you. Yes, I, I get it. That's, that's, that's awesome to say. But change it into moments, each and every moment of the day, that, Lord, I'm going to rely on you today, God. I'm going to lean on your strength today, God. I'm going to lean on your wisdom, God. I'm going to re- rely on your truth and your word each and every minute. Leaning on his power through the power of the Holy Spirit needs to be done each and every minute of the day. And without this, we can get ourselves in trouble, right? Ever made a bad decision? Gotten yourself in trouble? Gotten yourself into a mess? I'm sure we all have stories and things that we could think about like, man, I really messed up. I said something dumb or I did something dumb. By God's grace, here you are today. Perhaps your life was spared, right? Man, we've all done dumb things that that put us that close to eternity, my goodness, but by God's grace, you're here. What dumb things we can do if we're honest with ourselves. And you know, when we think about God our Father, we think about him as being all-knowing and full of wisdom. And think as... We were kids at one time, or or you could parents or guardians. You could attest to this: that the kids sometimes, it's it's true in psychology that their brain is still developing, right? And you you see that each and every day with the things that they say, the things that they do, the things that we do and we did as children. I remember uh, one time way back in the day, uh, I had stopped. I was with my dad, and uh, we were in his truck, and we'd stopped off. um, It was A and W. a&W, and w Ice Cream, we stopped off to get some ice cream there. And he, um, I was there in the truck, and it was a different time. He went in to get the ice cream, and I was a little boy. I stood in the truck. I guess you can't do that anymore, but back then, there's a lot of other things that you were able to do. So there I was in the truck, and he had, he had all of his keys right there, right? And, and here I am, little kid, and I start to just see what key will fit in the ignition, and I'm trying all these keys, right? This one doesn't work. That one doesn't work. And then I get to the 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 very wrong key because I knew this because when I put it in, it didn't come out. It got locked in there. And it wasn't—he had his keys in his pocket. He he didn't leave me in the car with the keys in the ignition. Okay, let's let's say that it wasn't about that. But I put the wrong key in there, and and it got stuck. And man, I began to I began to get get scared. And I'm, oh my gosh, he went into to do me a solid and get me some ice cream. And here he comes, and, and I was speechless. I had nothing to say. Mijo, what'd you do? What's going on? And, and we had to get someone, we had to get a technician out there to do it because me, left to my own devices, I'll stick the wrong key in the ignition, and it, and it, and it set us back. We do dumb things. Uh, it's funny, another story, another dumb story re- relates to keys as well. I don't know about me and me and keys, but... My mom was, uh, we were at the grocery store, and, and I was a little older this time, but still not smart enough to know I shouldn't have did this. And uh, I had her keys, and for some reason, you know, you just like throwing things up, and I was throwing them. And we were Stater Brothers. I remember till, like it was this day, and she was inside. I was right outside, and they had these rafters up there. And I, I don't know if I was trying to hit something, but I kept throwing them up. I kept throwing them up. They would come down. I threw them up one time, and they got stuck up there on the rafters. And they were just dangling there. And she was doing her responsible duty as a mom going to get groceries for us. And so she, when she walks out, again, I'm speechless. What can I say? <laughs> mom, your keys are up there. How would they get up there? Well, I, I couldn't make up a story. I, I threw them up there. And I remember the, the Stater helpful Stater Brothers workers, they came out, and they had all kinds of things. They were trying to just throw them up there, you know, to bump them off. And, and finally, thank God, someone was a good aim enough to where he hit them off, and they fell back down. And um, what dumb things we do. And it's like that in the kingdom of God. You know, we're adults, right? We, we may have been saved for so many years, but a, compared to God's eternal wisdom and glory, we still can mess our lives up if we're not careful. If we lean on our own devices, on our own wisdom, on our own strength, we can still mess things up. But we have to lean on him. Now, briefly, I wanna I want to look at the life of Peter here because the last thing that we have to understand is that God wants to use our lives. And no matter our failures or what we've gone through or our hang-ups, God still desires to use our lives. If we look at the life of Peter, Peter was a very colorful uh, uh, person in the Word of God. He walked with Jesus. He was one of the apostles. And if we looked at all of his failures, we could just write them on a board, and there could be so many things that we could mark as failures of Peter. He was a man, yes, who uh, failed. He was a man that was, was scared. Now if we look at Peter's life uh, in the book of Acts, there's a, there's a big contrast compared to his life in the book of Acts than who he was in the early days of Jesus choosing him as a disciple. He was someone there as he walked with Jesus, as he was with Jesus. He was someone that faced fear. Uh, he was someone that was scared. He was someone that failed. He was someone that doubted. Remember when he was there uh, in the ocean, and Jesus was in front of him, and he began to sink. Uh, Peter was someone that declared his own goodness and commitment to Jesus, telling Jesus in Matthew 26:33, "I will never leave you." Haven't we all said that, Jesus? I'm with you all, each and every day. I'm always with you, and that's what Peter said. Peter slept when he should have been praying, Matthew 26, 69. Peter denied knowing Jesus, Matthew chapter 26. There are the three instances there where he denied knowing Jesus. So all these hang-ups, all these failures in Peter's life were real and things that we could all relate to. But in the book of Acts, we see a very converted man when it comes to Peter. By God's grace, working in his life, we see in, uh, in Acts chapter 1 and 2, Peter, in the day of Pentecost, preaching preaching to the people, preaching about the truth of God's word, about the promise of the Holy Spirit, bringing up scriptures of old and preaching about God pouring out his spirit on all people. Uh, Peter, this Peter that we see, was a man of boldness that, that spoke the truth and the oracles of God in front of people, not caring what would happen to him. He was a changed man. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, 8, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. In Acts four thirteen. It says that people recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Do we remember in the Gospels when, when, Jesus, when Jesus died? When they asked Peter, hey, I, as, as I reference, aren't you one of the disciples he denied it once? He said, no. Aren't you one of the disciples? You walked with him. No, I don't know who he is, he said. The third time they asked him, you, def- you, were, one of, you were one of his disciples. And three times he denied Jesus. But look what it said about him in Acts chapter 4:13. They recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Man, what, what a testament, right? When people think about me, I, I, I wish and I pray that they would think about me as, as someone who had been with Jesus, someone who knows Jesus. That should be each and every one of our, our testimony that we desire to have, that when people think about you, that they recognize you as someone who has been with Jesus. Let this be said about us that you and I are recognized as those who have been with Jesus, that we have seen God's power, that the Holy Spirit power is working inside of us, that, yes, we, we may have our hang-ups and those, our failures, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, we're changed. Thank you, Jesus. That we're no longer suffering from the things that we used to suffer from, but that we're no longer hung up by the things that we used to be hung up from. Why? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit working in our life, because he has changed us. Thank you, Jesus. So as we prepare to close uh, this morning, if I could have our worship team come up this morning, we have to understand that God desires to use our lives, that he has a very specific and and intentional plan for your life. Each and every one in this place, no one is exempt. And we are allotted but a short time on this earth to accomplish the work that he has for us. And if we're going to fulfill all that he wants us to do, In this world, we're going to have to learn this fact, that we, ourselves, who we are, our own strengths, our own abilities, that we should pour that out on the altar of sacrifice and ask God to dwell in us wholly and completely so that we would be influenced each and every day by His Holy Spirit. Sometimes we're influenced by... Our complexes or we're, added, uh, were directed by our offenses or were directed by our hurts and all these things, and this is this is real talk because we go through things in life. But that we would make a decision that, Lord, despite all those things, despite me being tempted to be driven by those things, Lord, let me be driven by your Holy Spirit. That yes, I may have fears, I may have hangups, I may have things that I battle with, Lord, but that as I lean on you, You will give me victory That the hangups that I used to struggle with. Lord, let those things be a thing of the past, God, because you've given me victory through the power of the Holy Spirit. We need His Holy Spirit, church. We need to stop living by our own strength, by our own abilities. My brother and sister, are you ready Life to be fully surrendered to the power of the Holy Spirit. We make it about our own strength and ability too often, and that's why we struggle the way we do, if we're honest with ourselves. We make it about ourselves my strength, you know, my intellect, what I know how to do. We make it about ourselves, and we wonder why we fail, why we continue to fail in those various areas. Less of us, none of us, all of the Holy Spirit in our life. And I want to close with this scripture, Romans eight twenty six. and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. And even in the point of prayer, the Holy Spirit helps us to know what to pray about. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Even prayer Holy Spirit will help you to pray Prayer might be a hard thing in your life or reading God's Word may be a difficult thing but lean on him he's gonna drive you he's gonna give you that strength that you need to accomplish those holy things in your life that God desires to do in your life thank you Jesus praise God if we could bow our heads this morning God is good in this place God is merciful And as we opened up this message this morning, we talked about the truth that God's word says, repent for the kingdom of God is near. And that scripture is still true today. Repent. If there's anyone in this place, as, as every head is bowed, every eye is closed,